this is our our notice, our warning. This is a very personal, sexual, and there's not a whole lot of humor. There's in this not episode. very much humor. As much as I try to bring humor into it, it's not very funny. So, yeah. so the very first part of this super hilarious until we start actually talking about the quote unquote cult. So. Yeah, the trigger warnings. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. Yes, trigger warnings. And if you're breathe, breathe. If you're driving someplace, pull over, grab a grab a drink, and just tell them that Ronaldo sent you, and you'll give it to you for free. (laughs) (laughs) If they're part of the nice cult. (laughs) If they're part of the nice cult, you'll know. (laughs) And if they make you pay double, you know that what cult they're part of. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Okay. We should. Let's introduce. The, oh, okay, so uh, we, we want to do, do that right now. Well, I mean, if or they're do you want to do that later? Yeah, so you guys no, just hey, shut up. You for guys be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can do that because right. they're our sisters. So let's let's introduce so them. So we have okay? Gwen and Grace, and you probably will not be able to distinguish between the two of them unless you are uh, familiar with the family and heard them speak very much. Yeah, they sound very similar, and they're identical twins. So I have a should. question about identical twins. Sorry, yeah, I know so this is a slow side. Could at any point could you have gotten switched at any point, and you are actually Grace? Well, it is possible. The, it is no. possible, but the issue is Grace I've has a birthmark birth on birth her mark. wrist. But mm. okay, that's kind of how they distinguished us. Okay, so, I didn't know that. Was uh, was yeah. the birthmark was very helpful because there were times because because Gwen was a little bit smaller. Uh, when was. when As she came out and they were a little, you know, so they had to kind of like check the wrist to make sure Gwen was getting enough food and stuff. Gotcha. And, you know. Recently, I have a theory that I really am Grace, and then Grace is really Gwen. <laughs> we, yeah, we, then, Gwen's, um, had, Gwen's had a uh, yeah. dream and, about And that. that's kind of a real identity crisis. I bet. Flip there. <laughs> so we're not going to let you know who's speaking. Yes, you're just going to you're just gonna have to Yeah, you're just going to have to It's one of the twins. It doesn't really matter because it's basically coming from the same voice. <laughs> okay. This brings so much comfort, Gunner. Do, do, uh, do twins have the same belly buttons? Like both innies and both, are both outies? Well, they both should. Innies. We're both innies. Well, I don't know. They should. I, I don't know. know. I don't know how. I, I mean, how, can... how How are belly buttons made anyway? No. <laughs> it's, you, it's the cutting of the cord. So <laughs> I, I think everyone's unique, I but would think. Twins are connected together. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So are they always an Audi one or are they spiritually an Audi? And, okay, we're going to stop right there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we have a couple of things we need to talk about. One question of the week we're going to go through. It was, uh, sorry, the last one we put out was a little bit late. Um, I'm just going to blame Nathan on that one. And I'll blame Nathan on this one, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, but this one is, I said, how are we doing? Are there any improvements to the podcast you would like us to incorporate? We got a nice suggestion That's here. That's a dangerous had, question. You should do an end of season wrap up with games. Something fun. Oh, okay. So okay. That's people well, that's like that. Idea. Okay. Well, I like the theme this season. Also, the cult should award itself most apocalyptic cult or doomsdayist cult. Something and post it on the webpage. I doubt Guinness Book of World Records will recognize your awesome achievement. Heck, it would be kind of cool if you awarded other cults something and had a dinner where they could accept the award, but they don't. <laughs> but they don't because they won't. 
be there and do some some <laughs> that just means more food for us right <laughs> but you have someone yeah. come and represent but, them and like but they don't because they won't be there and someone from the audience accepts the award for exactly them. <laughs> they can, awesome. they can like make it like an improv speech or whatever then you post you. online gunner can even award tom cruise the most handsome cultist since he seems to have a crush on him listen okay. bring we're getting I, to tom cruise right now no Thor. no no we no. need to talk I, about tom cruise i do like that suggestion i like that i think, I think that's a brilliant suggestion I think that's that's a really brilliant you know i it was you guys inspired me with your whole talk of tom cruise that i started doing this journaling thing to help me process some stuff and guess what it's called? Tom Cruise? Dear what? Tom Cruise. I'm oh. I write letters to Tom Cruise. And does he really? answer back? Yes. No, I mean, oh, I haven't yeah, sent well. him. He doesn't have his address. You should send them all I'm to just him. Saying. Just like he's <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like I record myself, and Ooh. it starts with Dear Tom Cruise. I love talking that. to Tom Cruise. Well, well so, now he knows. <laughs> so I hear he's an He's just 100%. No, it's real. Really? It's real. Yeah, I listened in on them. And are they good? Uh, some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, sometimes she fumbles around a lot, but well, you know, fumbling it, is it, all right. Fumbling, know, fumbling is good. I, it, it's not like I'm trying to perform for anyone. I'm trying to express stuff that I normally don't get to express to people, and so he's my excuse. But are you like for being able to express? You wasted you know, so much time with that. Trashy Katie Holmes. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I don't talk. She's not very understanding. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't talk. Go there with just him. your higher power. I I yeah. understand. He's my higher power as well now. Exactly. Oh just, boy. He he's put out a new movie. He's putting out uh, the the next Mission Impossible. Yeah, I'm so excited to see that. Come on, the only bad Mission Impossible was number two. What? I haven't kept track of. I can't which remember is which one. Number- you don't remember so, number two? I mean, I, 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 I yeah, I, I don't like it. Well, actually, it's his worst one. It was just, it was just not done as good. The rest of them are fabulous. I get Mission Impossible's mixed up with mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. Oh, you do? <laughs> Very different. Nathan, I get Nathan's like ready to be slapped right here. There is so big a difference. Tom is phenomenal, and he's not in there, okay? He's not in The Fast and the Furious. Is Dwayne Johnson in... The he's Rock. in some of them. Okay. Yeah. But not all of them. But is he a Mission Impossible? Anyway, I love this suggestion. I think we should talk further about that at another time. Okay, so we need to talk about the Magisterium Collecti. Jason. Uh, oh, from uh, the Ted, Ted Lasso. From Ted yeah. Lasso. Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Yeah. Uh, now, which one was who? He, Jason Sudeikis. He's, he's Ted the main Lasso. character. Oh, he's Jason, Ted Lasso. I, I actually, I, I've seen the whole uh, three, three or four seasons. Three, three seasons. Three seasons. Yeah, I've seen all three seasons. I really liked the show. I liked the fact that. Uh, as the show progressed, they sh- he was he wasn't just a uh, pleasant, you know, kidoki kind of you know Ned, Ned Flanders Ned Flanders kind of guy. He, they got they got in depth and he had flaws and stuff like that. Uh, I'd say yes. I I'm gonna agree with Thor and not just so I'm saying Jason in particular. Actually, I want to say the whole team. I want to say all the writers of that, and those are the three main characters, I think. Well, three. 
I appreciate you talking writers. about the writers. I really appreciate that. I'm taking that back. <laughs> we're not talking about, we're not going to know. The, the writers, they're actually actors in there as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they're so the they're three, there's three actors, there are three writers, and, the three, mm-hmm. and they do, each of them do a f- fabulous job. Um, so I think we're going to throw them, I want to throw them in. And the reason why is because that show is something that this world needs. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to show a couple of things. One thing is, in comedies, it is very, very seldom that you ever see progression until possibly the very last season. Very true. In this show, you see progression throughout the whole thing. You see each character, they are moving. They're changing. They're progressing. They're becoming better or you know, uh, sideways, sideways, (laughs) but it's nice to see. And they're still keeping it funny. You're still laughing hysterically at what's going on and still loving it, which is something that you just don't get in comedies. I mean, look at the big Mm -hmm. bang theory. That's a long lasting one. You look at, uh, Seinfeld, you look at one of my favorite ones, the office. And it's not until the last season or two, that they finally are like, okay, well, let's progress. Let's, let's move this yeah. along finally. Mm-hmm. But um, that is just something to see that you can do that with a comedy and they don't have to say the same as much as people try to do that. Part of the reason why they were able to do that is because they had a story arc and they were like, we're going to do three seasons and and that's it. So that was the story arc. When I, you, yeah. the success has a tendency to breed the familiar, you're just kind of keeping doing the same thing over and over because if you don't plan ahead, they planned ahead, they had an arc and uh, we're going to, this is three seasons and we're done. Well, I still think they could have they could have done a couple more seasons and still kept that arc in there where they're still progressing a they, little bit slower. They might have, they might have, but it's always good when you finish the season and the whole thing, and you're left wanting more. That's that's a pretty good. I mean, yeah. that that's what you want. Yeah. That, and that's All what right. they did. I mean, I I watched the the end of it. I was like, man, I wish there was another season. This is so good. But at the same time, I recognize this is a good place to end. Mm-hmm. This is a good place to end. So anyway, no, I was I was more just upset that it's like, man, we need more more shows like this. like this. Yeah, uh, I that, agree that have that. So we're just gonna make the whole show a Magisterium Collecti. How, the whole show, yeah. But more, so, so how does that re- work? Does Ronaldo like clasp each of their hands and draw them into the nice place? I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna send out a, a, an email to them, and uh, I know that Jason supposedly like did something mean to us ex-wife or something like that that happens i mean we all do stupid things we all do stupid things look at tom cruise he's done some stupid things but tom cruise is amazing okay so so jason totally gets at least one buy on on this okay Uh, okay Okay. Gonna, Come on, you can't hold that against him for the rest of his life. Gunner's compassion developing. Yes, we're talking uh-huh. about developing developing. I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I agree. So Nathan, what do you think? Um, okay. Nathan is always okay. so hesitant whenever we like <laughs> bring one in. Okay, I've got another one here. So I was uh, back when we were uh, languishing, not doing episodes because Gunner was off having a good time. 
I came upon uh, an article about Helen Keller, guys. Ooh. And I know we don't talk a whole lot about her. I, growing up in school, uh, we did quite a bit, but lately I haven't heard anything about her. It, but just such an incredible story. Uh, a person who can't see, can't hear, being able to eventually be able to speak, be able to write, and be a role model for basically the world. Someone who overcame such incredible adversity. It just mind-boggling. I, I hear, hear you. Wow, I mean, that's yeah. Absolutely, Helen Keller. I'm like, how in the heck did that even happen? I mean, she opened a paranoid time for everyone so that blind people and deaf people could really have an example. I mean, like... she And she was a huge. spokesperson, too. And, you know, yeah. she she went out she went out and pushed herself out there and she spoke uh, and did speeches and whatever she she was awesome well we'll send her an email too and see if we can <laughs> get her I'll, I'll check in with her up there oh, see if she accepts that how, how long ago was she alive so. alexa what year did helen keller die Helen Keller died on June 1st, 1968, at the age of 87 years. So she was in... 1968. Everyone's uh, okay with Helen Keller, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Totally. Then you need to present one. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Next time I will. Okay, good. Good. All right. Can't wait. Uh, I agree. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. So we have that out of the way. Let's get to the main, the meat of the show. What, what meat? The white meat. <laughs> I don't. You mean pork? What? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, the other white? No, we're talking about the reason why Grace is here. She's oh, here um, to present uh-huh. a topic for us. Oh, what do you have for us today? And Gwen, why do you have a drum? <laughs> Gwen's carrying this, this is my, bong around. This is my baby. It's my new drum. It's like, but we're gonna. You're gonna have an unusual experience today. I'm assuming <laughs> wait, is what's gonna wait, happen. Come does this to have freak to do you with out the today? Cult? <laughs> yes. How does this have to do with the cult that we're talking about? Oh, Gunner, just sit back and relax. <laughs> oh my you're God. gonna. <laughs> my prediction is you are gonna love this drum so... by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grace. What do you have for us? Yeah, what do you have for us, Grace? Oh, Gwen, how are we going to approach this? This is a really, a really sensitive topic, and it's a subject that kind of—it's hard for people to really want to listen to. So we might want to kind of gently ease into it. Wait a so maybe we is should this, put a warning in front is this of this. A subject? This is a warning. Is this a, a subject or is this an actual cult? Well, it has. All of the characteristics, well, it has most of the characteristics of a cult. Let me put it that way. Like the postal service. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, we're talking about the child sex slave, uh, sex trade. And that is a very active thing in Utah. 
I know you're all giving me this look like, what the crap are you talking about? And that's the way most listeners are going to feel. The reason why I I was brave enough to talk about this was because there's a, a film coming out in the next few days called Sound of Freedom. And it is about a certain man who he lives in Salt Lake City, who has spent uh, several years of his life now trying to combat the sex trade, uh, the child sex trafficking. This film is about the beginning of that process of him deciding to do that. Is this, where is this film anyway? It is being uh, shown, I think, all over the country, but there's more showings here in Utah Mm -hmm. than in, I'm guessing, in a lot of states. And it's critical for people to know and to become aware of this issue because there are policies and things that are happening even within the government itself that create the possibility of this happening. Because a lot of the sex trade happens actually from South America, you know, up into, we're the, we're the largest consumer of the child's sex Utah trade. Is? No, the, the United States is oh, in the entire okay. world. Like, how, how are you involved? Why is this near and dear to Why is this near and dear to my heart? Because I've experienced it when I was young. And it's something that I haven't talked publicly about until right now. And I feel very strongly that it's important for people to become aware of this and understand the dynamics that creates this sort of thing continuing to take place. And it's the same sort of dynamics that you get with cults. It's definitely an extremely valuable thing to talk about is the dynamics that allows for this kind of thing to take place and the exploitation of people sexually Mm -hmm. and and how those dynamics come about. Sorry, it's hard for me. I'm smiling because I'm waiting we're going to hit the I know, I'm like, this is the whole time. (laughs) I'm waiting too. Gwen's got got, got the drum here. Gwen's (laughs) got the drum here. And we'll we'll talk about that. Gwen will, I'm sure, insert herself here in a minute. So you've talked about these dynamics. Yeah. Uh, What are the dynamics that allows this to happen? It has to do with power and power play. There's a lot of manipulation that goes on in this type of thing where uh, people, where the person who is basically creating this situation preys upon a person's strong belief, which can blind that person into following what this leader is saying or this person is saying or doing without paying attention to what is really happening around them. They become impassioned with the story of this goal or this vision or this thing that this person is claiming to be a part of, whether it be gun rights, whether it be a political party, whether it be, I represent nature and we all need to to glory in nature and and celebrate it. You know, so these, these are different philosophies or ways of being that people can cling on to and identify with. 
And at times when they're not careful, they refuse to see the possibility of what's taking place. There are a lot of people that are very passionate about their individual rights and that no one gets to tell them what to do, that no one is to impose themselves upon them. There are a lot of very independent thinkers, a lot of people who, for instance, don't wish to follow the general laws of the land. Oh, we do not believe in this. We do not support it. We will not be a part of this. We will not be involved in it. You get all sorts of philosophies like that going on. You get um, people who decide to live in caves in southern Utah so that other people will leave them alone. You get a lot of polygamists that will do that sort of thing. Southern Utah is a big haven for that sort of thing, who have their own way of doing things and, and simply don't like to feel like their way of being is imposed upon and is, and that someone gets to tell them what is good or bad or the way they should behave and so forth. You have a lot of that type of feeling. A lot of that, that environment is very lively. Thor, do you want to just talk a minute about the hot springs down there in Southern Utah? Just, you know, that, I mean, we, we were there for a while. We were yeah. living there for a while. Sure. You know, what are some of your memories with that? With okay, that? so uh, what happened is my grandparents on my father's side came in and they started running a, a hot springs called Pa Tempe. They kind of had a lease on it, so like a 20-year lease. So they kind of uh, ran the place for like 20 years. It is located between Hurricane and Leverkin, and it's a... Uh, Hurricane and Leverkin. Yeah, Hurricane yeah, and Leverkin. Or said that was properly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's how you're supposed to say yes, it. Yes, that's how you say Hurricane and Leverkin. <laughs> so anyway, as you're going, uh, there is the Virgin River cuts between the two towns. And as you're going across the Virgin River on a bridge, if you look to the east, that's where the Patap. Uh, Hot Tempe Hot Springs is. Yeah. It's just right down the... It's a, like a half a mile from there. Is it still open? No, it's not. They closed it down because due to some... I think they're afraid of rock falls and some other problems like that. It's unfortunate because it's awesome. Just incredibly awesome. So anyway, after my dad got his master's degree um, in, uh, in Finland, we went over to live with my grandparents there. My mom... Uh, me, Finn, Gwen Grace, and Agatha, who was born there. And my dad went up to Indiana University to attempt to get his doctorate, uh, which was a failure on at least the first time he tried that. So, okay, okay. so he was out there away from the family, and we lived in this hot springs. I was six years old, okay? I know because I got a bike for my birthday. That was a big deal. Wow, you remember that? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, bike. You, exactly. You know. <laughs> so anyway, and it was this Pottingby Hot Springs is located right next to the Virgin River in a bunch of canyons, and so they have this hot water coming out in, in kind of a grotto format. They've got little pools there, and they've got a swimming pool, and they've got the the cliffs that you, and the canyon you can go right on up. It is incredible. 
out of all the places I lived as a child, that is my favorite place. Okay, just beautiful on the hot raw, mm. uh, the hot water, and then you have the Virgin River you can go down into, and you can play sand castles and stuff like that. Uh, we had uh, uh, uncles that lived there in addition to. Uh, to uh, our grandparents, and uh, for the most part, they treated us okay. And uh, the only problem I ever had was that uh, my mom, when uh, she first got married, she had a dream that one of her kids was going to drown. And so she was incredibly anal. Uh, is that a bad word to use in the podcast? Anal? <laughs> Depends on which context we're using it. I think in this context, it's okay. You're fine. Well, it's, She yeah. would not allow However, us. However, later on... No. <laughs> she would not allow us to get in the water. And I was kind of mad because I could doggy paddle really good. It's like, Mom, I can doggy paddle. I'm not going to drown. She's like, you cannot be there without me. And, of course, since she was busy... Um, you did it anyway. No, no. I actually yeah. was a, a good child, and oh. I, I was just mad about it. And I didn't get to swim as much as I wanted to. <laughs> but that might have been the first place that mm-hmm. uh, my love of hot water came to pass. And that's, I mean, it's such a great place to grow up as far as that's concerned. Anyway, so there were, um, because there was little grottos and you had to hike in some ways and stuff there, there was a lot of naked people running around the place. Mm-hmm. So uh, all the time, all the time. And... Uh, so we go there and there'd be naked people in the grotto and, uh, you know, be like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, I was six years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so, but some of that was going on. And I know that uh, one of my uncles would have to sometimes go on over to my grandpa and say, oh, you probably need to kick these people out. They're all naked sitting around. So you couldn't so. be naked? Yeah, no, it was, it was, there was no, it wasn't a clothing optional. You had to have clothes on. You had to have bathing suits. So anyway, that was, that was my experience at Pa Tempe. As I say, I, I, I have so many good memories mm-hmm. of that place. I have a couple mm-hmm. bad ones too, but mostly good memories. Your bad was like getting scrubbed by your mom. Oh, yeah. the ears. Yeah. Yeah. On the ears. Yeah. Super, yeah. Oh man. I can't believe it. She'd take a brush and she'd grab me by the ear and she would scrub my ear on the, on the, uh, the back top, side. the back side of my ear yeah. to try it. It's just, I swear she was ripping the skin, skin to shreds. Oh, be like, I remember doing that to me too. It'd just be red and raw. And uh-huh. Raw. It's just like, who cares if my ears are brown? <laughs> <laughs> at least she would at least she scrubbed you like I remember like I had friends that like told me hey you need to go home and take a bath otherwise we're not gonna play with you and I'm like oh okay so I quickly ran home took a quick shower and I came back and they're like uh you you're soap. like so dirty did you use soap and like my ears were all muddy and dirty because yeah I just didn't take a shower no one was watching out for me Mm -hmm. I still do that to the day. Callie's like, Gunner, can you take a shower? Did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when it's time to, you know, when your mom is more advanced in years and it's time to bathe her, you can do the same thing. Yeah. You can scrub her behind the ear. (laughs) Just a second, Mom. What do you mean? Later on, I'll do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's called caring. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. um, for me, I was, you know, I was a lot younger than you. You know, you were six, six-ish. I was around three, three and a half at that point. And, and me too, because I'm and her Gwen, twin. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I rem I there were a lot of beautiful things about that place. It was magical for us at the beginning. Gwen and I basically took care of each other and we would wander off and do our thing. We would, at that age, you know, even like three or four trees seems like a forest. Is it the poplar ones where the, where the leaves shake and it looks like gold and coins and stuff, you know, it was magical. They had a small place there, which they created a small kind of rainforest. They they had these hoses going, and they spray water down like once or twice a day. So oh, that's probably they? that's probably that's what cool. you were talking about. They, really you know. is that see because um, because I was so young, I don't remember as much as Thor at all, but it felt magical to me in so many ways and. I just, I, I just think that I was really sensitive when it came to nature, and it almost felt like I could hear someone trying to speak speak to us through the trees. And the, the Native Americans, that area is considered sacred, um, an extremely sacred place. I didn't really know what that meant, but I felt it. And Gwen and I really had some moments of incredible peace there. I don't remember the piece very often. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this but this is this is separate from what took place. And you know, we would go out, you know, can you can imagine a three year old, you know, just we're just figuring out how to use our bodies and our brains are still developing. We're still figuring out how to go about taking the input that's that's coming in and reasoning and figuring things out and coming up with our, our social constructs, you know, about life and what life is and how people behave. And then we were thrown into a, a very difficult situation. And it started with my, because of my grandfather, who had sexually abused his daughters had been promiscuous and been involved with many other women and who started getting me, started training me for his next victim. This is at three years old? Yes, yeah. this is at three, three years three old. And a half. Three, yeah. three, three and a half years old. His daughter, who had gone on an LDS mission, you know, a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Saints. When she had gone in to talk with her bishop, she had mentioned some things about her father. They were living in California at the time. And in order for him not to fully deal with it, they just conveniently moved to Southern Utah. Um, so... My grandmother was aware, even though she didn't want to admit, what he had done and what he was doing. He was a very charismatic person. He knew how to draw people to him. And he got involved in a lot of the new age, you know, affirmations and Crystal. Crystals, you know, all that sort of thing, right? And yeah. Drew, and this this is this is around 70, uh, 1978 or so, right? So this is kind of the rise of all this going on. You know, a granola, the granolas and all that sort of thing, right? And and started drawing in, you know, people who were interested in that sort of thing and 
really like to talk the talk. I would call it BS. Talk the talk to make everyone feel like they were all one and get everyone feeling all chummy and you know, all, all of those phrases, you know, that they all the use. phrases that I, Gwen, now use. Now use. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But but he was he was using them in a way to manipulate because he had a, a weakness and he allowed that weakness to take over him. And I remember a certain instance walking through, there were a lot of different, you know, there were like trailers and different things throughout the property yeah. and, and so forth. And I remember walking through, and I think it was actually the house, their house, and hearing him having sex with a woman in a room and standing there and outside of the room and it hitting me because he had already pulled me in and hitting me that it felt as if literally I had been his wife and I had discovered him having sex with another woman. The betrayal there and the 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 the, the kick in the gut, I mean the sinking feeling that a woman can feel, a full grown woman can feel mm-hmm. when they discover they've been betrayed. I felt that at age three. It was heavy duty. And to recognize, oh, what he's been saying to me has been a lie. And then walking through that hall and seeing my grandmother who had put on music so that she didn't have to hear it. And she was in her own world. I remember looking at her and I knew exactly what she was feeling, but I was also very angry at her for not facing up to him and for not confronting him. But I knew exactly that incredible, horrible, empty, hollow feeling deep down because part of that whole training a child to become involved in something like that requires brainwashing. It requires someone to make statements and make you believe that it is your role as a female. It is what you were meant to do. And they are simply there to help train you and teach you what your role is. And it is your responsibility as the female to somehow be perfect enough to make it all okay. It is the female's role to figure out how to go about living and hopefully somehow make up for any yuckiness they have felt because that is their inadequacy because they were meant to do that. That is their role. So anytime I felt disgusted, anytime I felt like I was incapable, anytime I did not want to be a part, anytime I felt disgusted at what I was being exposed to or needed to do, Added on top of that, 
is a disgust in myself because I wasn't capable enough. I wasn't good enough to handle this the way I should handle it because this is what females were meant to do. So that's the basis of where I was at about age three, three and a half. He was attracted to all of these women and wanted to become involved in these social situations where he could continue to be sexually active with many people and to feel as if he was somehow above them. It was very critical for him to feel like he was kind of the man of the place. He had a huge problem because he was abused when he was very young by his older sisters. It's like a, it's like it's a, a cycle. boulder. It's a cycle and it keeps on growing and growing and growing and growing until someone is brave enough to face it and crack it open. So is this part of some kind of organized effort, like a group or? Yes. Okay. So he got, so a man became exposed to him. In one of these situations, Thor talked about people running around naked and so forth. Well, guess what? My grandfather really liked that, actually. And he had created some situations where there was many people being sexual together, group sexual experiences and so forth, in this nature, in this natural place. Oh, this is all natural, everyone. We're getting together, showing love. A lot of drugs were involved, of course, in order to get people in that place. What kind? I'm, at three, I'm at, curious. At three, at three and a half years old, I'm not gonna know okay, what okay, kind. I'm, I'm not gonna know the names of the drugs that are the being names used. Right okay. Yeah. Some of them are homebrewed, but. <laughs> yeah, but there was, there, were, there was drugs that were involved in this, in this whole thing. I had been, in order to show off to these people, I had been brought in to at least one of these experiences where the orgy the orgy the orgy and during that orgy which was horrifying because of course i was feeling disgusted being sexually active at that point a child at that age cannot process it in a healthy way they can't they're not capable of doing that. It's like asking a, a, a three-year-old to run a marathon or something, you know. It, the body cannot handle it appropriately, let alone the emotions that go along with that. And during this orgy, these people, who most of them were drugged up to at least to a certain extent, watched as I was sexually abused and did not do anything about it. At that time, it was extremely humiliating for me, that experience, to have people watch me and not do anything to help me and see me being sexually manipulated and having my body react like a person's body should when they're being 
sexually stimulated, but to feel shame that my body would behave in that manner. Because deep down, it felt so yucky and so wrong. And these people standing around and doing nothing. During one of these orgies, I'm not sure if there was just one or more than one, there was a certain man who took notice of me. That man had been starting to deal with my grandfather and hooking him into his business. That business was to create experiences, such as the one that was happening, in the, happening at the Hot Springs and, and other places surrounding the area, some of them very holy places to the Native Americans. As he got more and more involved and became more and more familiar with it, the reality was that he was in the sex trade. That's what he was, this man. And he had many people underneath him to help create these experiences, to help organize them, to help them come about. He even had people in the community who were in charge in the community, police, uh, members of you know, city councils and so forth, people who were aware and were allowing this to happen. And they might not have known to the extent he was involved in the sex trade, but they knew things were happening. I became one of his favorite people, let's put it that way. And he made it very clear that I wouldn't be able to do anything about what was going on. And there were times when I expressed or tried to express how a three and a three and a half year old can try to express what's going on, which is very difficult. There were times when I actually tried to express that to people in the community. And it's, oh, they're three and a half years old. They don't know what they're talking about. Or one of the rationalizations was, this is going to happen. We might as well have a little control over it and know where it's happening. And if you can imagine a three, three and a half year old getting that message, it's, it's, a, it's a very disgusting feeling to feel that helpless. Being a child is a very help, you know, you're very helpless as it is. You rely on a lot of other people's goodwill. But to be in that sort of situation and know that you cannot do anything about it. Mm. Even when you're brave enough to say something, it is ignored. From coming from me as the twin, <laughs> what was happening was that um, we were being told that we had to learn how to grow up and not depend upon each other and Grace was being taken from me, which was very traumatic, that in and of itself. That, that um, in and of itself, because of how close we were as twins, yeah. could be considered abuse right then and there to pull three-and-a-half-year-old twins away from each other. If anyone out there has twins and they're close, do not ever do this to them. Never do this to them. 
Oh. <laughs> so, the, so the message that I was receiving was that um, when, when Grace told me what was happening, I was livid. I knew that it was wrong. We went to Grandma Grace. I was yeah. like, no, we're, we're telling someone. <laughs> we went to Grandma Grace, and she said that we were bad girls. Yes. So she Because we shouldn't have been talking about those sort that, of things. She said that we would get in trouble, that... That if we that, that we said anything more that that you know it was uh, this condemnation like oh, oh God God knows you're evil girls you know that kind of a thing like how could you that will those words come out of your mouth kind yeah. of a thing the, those are the type so. of thing you know the message words these you we do not speak about this yeah we do not speak about this so. did you talk, did you talk with Dan yeah. Um, Mom was so separate from us that we hardly saw her. Yeah. At, at any point, I don't. What was you doing? And, and Dad was not. Dad, Dad was not even there. Yeah. No, he was yeah. in Indiana, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and so what? What had happened is basically, this had been the excuse for my grandfather to take over. Yeah. Oh, they need a father figure. Oh, Grace needs to be independent of Gwen. Don't you see how horrible this is? I'm going to take her off to this activity. I'm gonna take her here and do this. There was, there's a memory that I still have of um, being very scared in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And mom has this memory. He was in the room where Grace and I were sleeping and I was livid. I was not gonna let him do anything. I just, I started screaming. And the thing is he couldn't control when there were two of us, right? He couldn't, yeah. couldn't he couldn't, control both of us at the same time so me yelling and screaming um mom came in and told him to get out of the room so you know he was there and in, in just his little skivvy underwear you know <laughs> saying that he was there to comfort us yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing so so that there there's some really really hard memories for me surrounding this and the, the trauma around me was that what I got told was that if I caused a ruckus, that Grace would be hurt. And Grace got the same. I did whatever was necessary so that Gwen would not have to be a part of it. Yeah. This is one of the strategies that is used when it comes to people who sexually abuse. We will hurt your parents, we will hurt your family, we will hurt your sister, we will hurt your sibling, we will hurt whatever is the most important thing in your life if you do not comply. comply. Yeah. It is one of the oldest tricks in the book. Keep your eyes out for that one, people. So... We are here to really uplift people right now. I know that that's that's, <laughs> let's hear the that's drum. Just, let's let's um, really really uh, these are just uh, uh, we talk about this not that exactly the same thing is happening now down there. Yes, but but I mean I even just went to a festival um, and uh, in one of the classes a lady openly two people in the class of the person who was talking and, and another person in the audience said, yeah, there's an active tra sex trade, um, child sex trade in Southern Utah still right now at this very moment. Well, um, I think there's one just about in every state. Every, every, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, but it New was, York might have the, yeah, the yeah. biggest one. Yeah, it, but. it's everywhere. But it, so, so it's one of these things that you can't say, oh, it's never going to be where I am because you can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. And it's the reason I think 
this is why I have my drum with me. Yeah. Is you, anyone who's listened to this podcast, I've been on a few times. Good old <laughs> Gwen, dear. And um, <laughs> you, you all now know that I have guides that I listen to. Oh, you're a, by the way, you're a cult. I am. So, you know, yep, a you're a visually cult. It has been uh, people of It has cult, been deemed a cult. Yeah, that, is, cult. that is awesome because yeah. I was a part of making them believe that Gwen is a cult. Well, you were you, uh, you I was a very part. I was the main part. part. It's like, they awesome. hear you talking and it's like, wow. This is amazing. There it is. You know, but look at how things come full circle. Right? Yes, yes. Now, um, the, the reason why we bring this up is just because what, what my guys really want us to focus on, at least as a part of what we're talking about, is yeah. really how trauma in in our sexual experiences can affect us and repeat itself over and over and over in our lives. And part of us being able to overcome this occurring is us really being with the traumas and the sexual traumas that we have experienced in our lives. And being as we do that, that we can actually become more aware of signs that something is out of balance, of signs when you see someone using these manipulative tactics with other people, even if it's like just to get someone to do what they want them to do. And as we pay attention to those things, we can, as a society, become clearer in what true support and true uh, true support that we can offer each other rather than relying on these kind of power plays that we do. Yeah. And and I'm just, as an illustration, I mean, my grandfather, he didn't face up and he did not deal with what took place to him when he was very young. And that kept on being played out again and again and again in his life. And he was in a very bad place because of it. And when I was taken and when I was exposed to this man and brought into his circle, my grandfather recognized, had a deeper understanding of what he had done. Yeah. And he was horrified. We can stop this cycle before we get to that point. Before our grandchildren are turned over (laughs) to these people who consider human beings as a commodity. Yeah. We have the power if we're brave enough. Boom. (laughs) So... Gwen wants to kind of. Gwen, do you want to leave? Do you want to? Do you want to get into the drum this is taking more? over, you guys? Hey, come on, okay. <laughs> the drum is taking over. Feel your heart beating. Okay, here we go. Gunner's like, "What the crap did I just allow to happen <laughs> in this podcast?" You just joined. You just joined a cult, and this is the cult of preventing child trafficking. <laughs> And I'm going to sing just for funsies, you guys. Here Are you go. ready? Are you ready? Now, I just, Get you know, turning no, I'm not ready. For all, of you, for all of you here, you know, right now can be a time where you can be within yourself. You can place your hand on your heart. You can do whatever you want. You can join in singing. But we are just here 
offering a space of love for people and the suffering that they felt, the pain that they felt, not being able to feel like they could respond in the way they needed to when they when they when they wanted to. Gunner's gonna laugh. I can't be too serious. Gunner's gonna laugh. You're talking so serious and you're pounding the drum. It just seems Gunner has laughed at me many times in my life. This is another one of them. Yes, it is. You know, if you guys want a serious freaking experience, just look me up, okay? And not in the nice cult where Gunner laughs at me. Okay? Yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. Okay. Gunner, do you want me? Go. Do I need a lead? Gunner, but, Gunner, but, but I do. I'd like you to take a few deep breaths. Yeah. Ground take to it the to floor. Ground. This yeah, is you, how I deal with stress. Do you guys notice that I laugh when I have laughs? I, yes, I, when you deal with stress. I do too. I, 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 know, that, I know this is. I know yeah. this is Gunner. Okay. I know this is uncomfortable for you. <laughs> but they, and this is a tough subject. And I know there are people. I know there are people who are listening, who have experienced some pretty, pretty shitty stuff. Sorry to say. Yeah. So if, if you know, we're just gonna take a moment here. We're we're over. This is the time where you, you could get to take some deep breaths and be with a place that maybe is hard for you right now. And yeah. And Gunner's chattily and laughing is not going to interrupt this time. <laughs> yeah, Gunner. Well, then that's how I deal with it. That's how I deal with it. It's and just, we're going to be with each other in love. And maybe this will help someone to be able to talk about some things that are uncomfortable to them. Maybe they will be able to hold themselves in... Uh, something that was hard for themselves to be with in love. So we're just going to be with this for a few minutes together and do this. I'm going to bang on the drum, sing a little bit, and let's do this thing. Let's do this. All right. We come now together 
and we lay down and offer any and all of the pain that we have been holding deep inside, deep inside our hearts. We open ourselves and offer this balm, this balm of Gilead, this balm of healing, that we may speak the words we wish to speak, that we may make the choices we wish to make, that we may walk together in love, honoring, honoring, honoring each individual in love. that lyrical prayer. Yes. You're so very welcome. At times, when I was a teenager, uh, I had an experience where my grandfather appeared to me in complete pain and agony, apologizing for what he had done and how it would affect me the rest of my life. He was dead by then. By he, the way, was dead. Mm-hmm. he was dead. He was dead. Do not worry about that. So at that moment, I knew that justice eventually took place. It was, it was actually a scary moment for, for a minute there because I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> but I got to witness the incredible pain he was in because he did not take care of this and did not fully address this while he was living. I would ask you all to be open to the possibility that healing is possible, mm-hmm. whether it is in this life or after. And that people eventually will have to face what their actions were and what what the results of those actions were at some point, at some point. And if that is the case, then I would ask in a loving manner for everyone who's listening to be open to that healing and ask yourself, or at least allow yourself to say, maybe it's possible that things can change. Maybe it is possible 
that I can become a better person in time. Maybe it's possible for me to end up being stronger and more loving and have much more discernment within me. Ultimately, maybe it is possible for change and healing to take place. Even giving yourself permission to make it a possibility can open doors. Gunner, so I think it would be a good idea to put in the show notes a number that people can call if they need to reach out for help. I think I think I think that's a beautiful thing. Of course, me and Grace would appreciate that. And I still going going through layers and layers of healing surrounding it. Yes, me as the twin of the one who, you know, quote unquote, was abused. Mm -hmm. um, does that so, need a quote? Yes, and a quote. Yeah. Why yeah. does it need to be quoted? I don't know. Because I, don't I think, like quoting things. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think there's any question in my mind. I don't. Yeah. It's like saying that she's saying it, but you don't agree. No, I, 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 I agree with means? it. I agree with it, but, 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 it's, but what I'm saying is not that agree. only she was being abused. Everyone was. There's yeah. no end to it. I was affected. It's like saying, oh, only, only, you know. It only happened to me, therefore it should only affect me. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. So many. Everyone's affected. Everyone in our family is affected from it. And so... Um, you don't know my story. <laughs> Gana, I magically lick your forehead. <laughs> she just blessed you. Oh, that was that was? I thought she said she licked my forehead. If you don't know my cult yet, that is a she blessing. Did. That is a blessing. That is a blessing and a protection for you. Oh, okay. You should say thank you, Glenn. Well, thank you. I do need blessings and I do need protections. Nathan's like, where is it? <laughs> Okay, we did it. Nathan, Nathan has been blessed. Nathan just got his forehead licked by Gwen. So, if you didn't think she was cuckoo before. I volunteered, though. Yeah, Nathan did volunteer. So, thank you guys for for sharing that, though. Yeah. That's yeah, heavy, yeah. heavy it's stuff. It's heavy stuff. It was really scary driving over here. I was like, I felt like I was about ready to jump off a cliff because I haven't shared this publicly mm -hmm. before. And... When I expressed these things when I was younger, um, I'm trying to remember what what it's called. When they dismiss and they, there's a certain term that's used. Whatever wall. Um. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, and so I have that fear deep inside of me. Someone said, that's impossible. You couldn't have experienced that. You couldn't have known that. You couldn't have seen these people dying. You couldn't have seen everything you saw. That's impossible. Did you see people die? I saw people on the brink of death. Oh, okay. I personally blacked out. I was bleeding all over. I have scars in my vagina. Yeah. Deep scars. Yeah. I, there, people were left in boxes and, and crates and stuff, dehydrated without food. And they were treated like animals sometimes some of these people were and i pled for them that's a hard thing to accept it's a hard thing to accept that someone could 
separate themselves so much from another human being to be able to behave in the way they have. This is one reason why we were, were excited about this film coming out. Um, yeah. We, we, we got introduced to uh, the Underground Railroad, which is what this movie is about, a while back ago. And we've actually done a few logoses. They're called logoses, but um, they're kind of ceremony. They're discussions. They're honorings and letting go of, of old ways and patterns and claiming a new way. Yeah. That's what a logos is. And if anyone's interested, it, it's really the first one that we've done is really surrounding this situation of childhood trafficking. Um, on my uh, YouTube channel. Did you actually put it on there, Gwen? Oh my goodness. Okay. The, the, the first one's already on. It's been up there it's for a while. It's been there for a while. I apologize right now, everyone, but... <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of freestyle. It's not, you know, all snazzy and nice, but look up Logos of Freedom, Gwen Juvenile. Logos, like L-G-O-S? L-O-G-O-S. Yeah, I did not spell that correctly. No, it's four letters, but okay. <laughs> Like a logo, but it's a logos. Okay. Logos of freedom. Um, and look up my name, Gwen Juvenile. You can find that on YouTube. And it's it's kind of a ceremony. You, you can walk through, and there's different phases of it where you can, you can really rededicate yourself. You can let go of things and uh, invite people into kind of a, a higher space within themselves so if you want to check it out check it yeah. out if you would have used the word higher vibration that would have been epic <laughs> i almost did gunner maybe i read your mind and yeah. i was like, like you're reading all sorts gonna, of minds i'm gonna hold it back <laughs> um wait a second uh do we need to do the good the bad and the cult no. well, I, I, I would just simply say you know if there's something that your cult the statement they can make or an action where they say we honor people's individual choice and you know and we protect children i would think that would be a great thing for your cult to take on i don't i don't i, I honor individuals choices yeah to make no. Those kind of decisions. no you don't no, no i don't but the no protective children but protect yeah, children, children. Yeah, yeah yeah but okay, i don't great. i don't honor anyone we got half of it yeah there are some things yeah. that we don't honor oh okay yeah. okay the choices that we don't honor yeah so well don't. but yeah the, you, you you can do your thing but i do appreciate that you can say we protect children yeah, we look out for we, them we look and out we, and protect children and we that's be, a, that's and good... we are here to be aware and to mm -hmm. and to watch out definitely um anyway Thank you so much for being on, Grace. I appreciate thank that, you. Gwen. Thanks, Gwen. Thank you for your if support. If you got through this, congratulations. Thank you for listening. Yeah, not our usual <laughs> fare, but that's fine. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. <laughs>